This is Speaking with the Enemy. Tiger Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross. Louis B. Andy Fantu still a few minutes away from kickoff from Montreal. A, a gorgeous night in Montreal from what I'm told. And I, I guess we can find out from a man who's uh, who's there. Marco Bruyette is an Alouette's color analyst on TSN 690 in Montreal. And he's on the line with us now. Uh, Marco, a, a beautiful night for football in La Belle province. Gorgeous. And I think these teams got lucky because it was hot and humid for about two weeks straight. And that seems to have broken just in time for tonight's game. So it should be comfortable come game time. Marco, Andy Fantuz here. How you doing, bud? I'm very well. How you doing, Andy? I'm, I'm doing well. As a seven-year vet of the Alouettes, I, I mean, I, uh, as an opposing player, I always loved coming to Montreal and the vibe that that stadium gives you at McGill there. Is it one of your favorite places to play, regardless of the fact it was your home field throughout your career? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's just such an incredible setting, you know, up on the mountain, especially a game like tonight, Friday night. The city's still buzzing. People are coming up, making their way up into the stadium. I, I mean, I think it's it's really hard to beat and especially location as well. I mean, you, you've been here. You've probably walked down that hill, you know, the five-minute walk right into the, the core and heart of, of a bustling downtown Montreal. So, you know, I, I spent many years enjoying it as a player, and now I'm getting the opportunity to enjoy it as an analyst but also as a fan. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, obviously, uh, a crucial game for the Tiger Cats coming off two disappointing showings in their bye week. Montreal, on the other hand, has put together some decent production on both sides of the ball. How do you see this game going? What's your what's your high-level take on it? Well, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Tiger Cats coming into this one. I mean, you know, they play two tough teams to open up the season, but now you've got Masoli who's out with an injury. There was already a bit of quarterback controversy and, and some talk during training camp, and then when Masoli wasn't playing so well uh, to start out the season, uh, there were a lot, a lot of rumblings about what may happen there. Now, the Alouettes had a strong showing out in Edmonton in week one. I think they played a, a complete football game, won all three phases, but had that hiccup in Calgary with, with the penalties and, and the lack of discipline. Uh, so, you know, I, I think there's pressure on both teams, but more on Hamilton to win the football game. I think if the Alouettes clean up their penalties uh, and play the way they played in their first two games, uh, they should have a good chance at coming out on top in this one. You mentioned the, the buzz in the city, and there's there's certainly buzz around a guy like Vernon Adams Jr. And I was talking with your uh, your your partner in the booth, Sean Campbell, earlier this week, and I kind of posed the question to him uh, on, on whether or not uh, Vernon Adams Jr. has a chip on his shoulder, and he, he thought he he pretty prominently does. What what how does that help him be the quarterback as he he is, and how does it help him kind of take his game to the next level here this season? Well, you know, I think there were a lot of question marks about him. First of all, you know, was he going to be able to sustain activity uh, after that breakout season in 2019? And you can't forget, before that 2019 season, he had about five career starts. Uh, so he, he was a fresh face uh, in this league. And when he showed up, a lot of people said, hey, you know, he's too small. His arm's not strong enough. But the fact of the matter is, he just finds a way to get it done. And I think he has this innate ability to rally the guys around him. And most importantly, 
make them better. And I think that's, that's a sign of a great player. If he can make the people around him better. Marco, I, I remember seeing William Stanback's first CFL game and realizing what a strong, powerful, determined runner he is. And I just have an unbelievable amount of respect for him. As a Montreal running game as a whole, and you include Vernon Adams Jr. running in this, how much of that do you credit the, the veteranship of the offensive line? Across the board, you have guys who are uh, anywhere from, I think, four, four to nine years in the league. And so how, how much do you give credit to the offensive line or how much of a standout is Stanback himself? You know, I think it's a mix of both. That offensive line, I was looking at it going into the Calgary game, and I think it was something, you know, that starting five combined had over 500 career games. And the real anchor of that offensive line is, I think, Christian Matt, who this year slid over from the center position and is playing guard. But he's helping out in the protection calls with that young center, Sean Jameson, getting his first complete season as a starter, uh, snapping the football. Uh, but I've got to tell you, Will Stanback is impressive. And I remember uh, when I first got a chance to to meet him and stand next to him and realize actually how imposing he was. And it just makes it even more incredible uh, when you see what he's able to do on the field, the way he bounces off of tackles, maintains his balance, always falls forward. Uh, so altogether, I think they've got all the ingredients uh, for a great running back, and I think that helps alleviate the pressure on Vernon Adams Jr. Because this isn't a team that's built to go out and throw the football 45, 50, 50 times a football game. They need to be able to have a good, solid running game and work off of that in order to have success on offense. Yeah, I don't want to forget about one of my ex-teammates and ex-Tie Cat, uh, Tony Washington at left tackle. One of one of the biggest characters I have ever met in my time in the league. Um, but always good to have a big, big uh, stable on your left tackle. And you, you talked about throwing the ball that many times a game. Um, but you look at, they have three big wide receivers. Uh, you know, Eugene Lewis and BJ Cunningham have been around. Uh, uh, we've seen that before. But Jake, when... Winnecke, I believe he said you call it. He, he <laughs> Winnecke, Winnecke, Winnecke. There it is. He uh, like he had that like unbelievable catch in week one, and then just blew up in week two. Um, how much of how big is he a part of this offense? And to have those three big receivers kind of right next to Vernon Adams, obviously, is helpful to have those those targets. Yeah, absolutely. And Winnicky kind of was late breaking out of his shell last season, but became a very dependent target for Vernon Adams Jr. Now, he's not the fastest guy, uh, not the most polished route runner, but he just finds a way to get open and makes the catches when the ball is, th ball is thrown his way. And it looks like he's kind of becoming Vernon Adams Jr.'s clutch guy. You look at last week against Calgary, I think five of his eight catches were second down conversions. So in those second and medium situation, when we're looking at those short to intermediate routes, just to have a high percentage throw, a completed pass and move the sticks, Jake Winnicky is becoming that guy on top of proving that he can be a red zone target as well, adding a touchdown against Calgary. 
We're speaking with the enemy, that being Marco Bruyette, color analyst on uh, TSN 690 for the Alouettes. And, uh, you know, I think there were a lot of people who said, you know, Montreal was a half yard away from winning that game in Calgary. And I think you can, you can make that argument. But uh, they looked back on that game and saw they were flagged 16 times for 171 yards. How did Kahari Jones and uh, his coaching staff address that this week? And I, I have to imagine it's hard to be uh, more... Uh, less undisciplined, but how does he expect his team to be more disciplined this time around? Well, I think coming off a game like that, he needs to be able to count on his veterans in that locker room. You talk about guys like Tony Washington. I mentioned Christian Matt. You've got some guys on the on the defensive side of the football that have been around in the league for a while. You look at Chris Aki, uh, Armando Sewell. I think it's more about what those guys are going to do. How are they going to be able to keep their teammates accountable to each other? You know, everybody's been in the situation where, you know, a head coach stands up in front of the room and, and reams out his guys for having, you know, 16 penalties and saying it cost them the game. But at the end of the day, they need to realize that the people it's hurting the most are the guys sitting right next to them because everybody knows, you know, you start going on a losing streak. Now maybe they're looking at make some roster changes. And so, you know, everybody wants to play on a winning football team, and that starts with penalties, penalties and turnovers. Marco, what are you looking to see differently from the Tiger Cats tonight than you have in the first, first two weeks? You know, I would like them to establish the run game early, allow Dane Evans to settle in. I mean, he had, I think it was 11 starts in 2019 under his belt. Played great, but because the Tigers had such a rocky start to the season, and as we've seen, they've been throwing the football a lot, and I know that's part of their identity, but I would like to see a little bit more balance out of that offense. Marco, have a great call tonight. Uh, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Always a pleasure. And whenever we're in the hammer, I'll make sure to come drop by and say hi. We're, lo we're looking forward to it for sure. We're speaking with the enemy. That was Marco Bruyette. He is the color analyst for the Montreal Alouettes on TSN 690 in Montreal. All right, we're uh, getting closer to kickoff from Montreal. A beautiful night, uh, comfortable outside uh, in, in Montreal. And we'll get you set with our uh, three keys to the game coming up next. You're listening to Tiger Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross on the Tiger Cats Audio Network.